You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this is Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. This is episode number 1056. Behind truly successful people lies the ultimate decision-making skills. Author of The Decision Makeover, Mike Whitaker, uses his background in professional services to share how much of a difference effective and efficient decision-making can have on an entrepreneur's success. That's why I've invited him to join us here today on the show to provide more insight. Mike, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being on the show. Love the book. I have a copy of it right here on my on my desk here. Why don't we talk a little bit, before we talk about the book, let's talk about your firm and your organization. So give us a sense for kind of who you are as an entrepreneur and a little bit about your background. Sure. I've been a lifetime entrepreneur since uh, since high school, actually, but had businesses in college and always kept pushing for what the next best big idea would be and trying it out and, you know, have as many successes as failures. But um, my company currently that I've had for 10 years is called Idea Gateway. And essentially what I've done is take, I take the best practices of uh, – uh, business decision making as a, an investor and as a coach of businesses, and I, I use those to help new entrepreneurs and existing businesses find uh, new angles and better business models to take on the future. Um, most commonly, um, you know, I'm presented with somebody who needs investment capital, or they're trying to grow a business that's only gotten to so, so far and it's plateauing. And I use our tools at Idea Gateway to accelerate. And, and push forward uh, a new way to compete. And so Idea Gateway specializes in those things, and often we are investing capital and time to move the venture forward. So that's my own, that's my own personal uh, uh, interest in, uh, in, in what's called new business development. Mm-hmm. And then I also run a, a, a software company called GuestX, which specializes in the tourism software suite. And uh, so I do, I do walk the talk. As an entrepreneur, and uh, and I also find time to write. There you go, and and I I I could not agree more with what I said in the open, which really comes from your book, The Decision Makeover, which is the quality of the decisions that the CEO or entrepreneur makes has a dramatic impact on the outcome of the business. But you titled this book Decision Makeover. Uh, why do you focus? Why did you choose? And what, in your experience, tells you that decision making is the key to success. Well, let's, let's all keep in mind there's the business decisions and there's personal decisions. And what I realize is we have the same flaws in both. And so I've listened to hundreds of business plans that coach a lot of entrepreneurs. And in all that experience, I combine that with an awareness of what business concepts are successful out there in society. And that allowed me to create what I call an idea filter, which is a topic I'm doing in an upcoming book. But in that filter, I put together about 20 questions that pinpoint success or failure for nearly any business. And CEOs that are running these businesses know they're always asking themselves, you know, critical questions. But I deliver a real score in in my model that allows the business leader to understand the quality of an idea. So in essence, I'm pinpointing a series of incredibly important decisions that determine if a business will be successful. And so after doing this a lot in business and as an entrepreneur, I realized that personally, we have evolved to make business decisions much better over the years, but we have not evolved in our personal lives in decision-making. Thus, I wrote the Decision Makeover to help people get the life they want and the business they want uh, and the su- successes they define it. 
by making good decisions and, and knowing the difference because business and business delivers us dividends in life. If we do a good job with it, it should deliver back things that improve our lives. Well, Decision-making is totally at the helm of that. And if we fail to make good decisions in business, our lives don't follow suit. Uh, don't get better, they get worse. And so I think they go hand in hand, and that's why I wrote the book. So in your direct work and research in, in, in helping to define decision-making and the importance of it, what role does emotion and the ability for successful people who you say consistently make good decisions, how, how do they view and, and do they view emotion as either a positive and effective decision-making or maybe a liability at times? Yeah, first of all, you point out something great, which is being aware of emotion, right? Because most people aren't aware how much emotion is at play when they're making a big decision. You know, it's like it's like me trying to make a decision that late at night watching TV whether I should have ice cream. That's oh. a very tough time to find the willpower <laughs> and the discipline when the emotion side says, you know, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, but in decision-making for, for anything that's important in our lives, what I have is a character in my book called The Decisionator to illustrate this point. The decisionator is us at our worst, and it's when we are we are stressed. It's when we have certain factors going on that make us emotional, like we're angry, like we're hurried, like we're desperate, um, when we are um, when we've been rejected, when we are tired, we haven't slept, we don't really fatigue. You know, there's I write in here there's a dozen different attributes of the decisionator. When and an awareness of when you are not in a good position to make this decision is. People say, how do, good, how do the successful people make decisions differently? Well, the first thing they are is aware that the decision is in front of them. And the second thing is they're aware of whether or not they are in a position to make a good decision right now. And we could get into it. But the first and the third thing is they handle the failures better than anyone else, than the rest of us do. So uh, to your first point, an awareness is key. An awareness when you should not be making a decision, you say, hey, I mean, let me talk to you tomorrow. Let me get back to you on that. Let me think about this and sleep, or sleep on it. But a lot of times we're emotional because it's about a relationship. It's about how we feel, and it's not about the merits of what would make a good long-term consequence for us. We're talking with Mike Whitaker. He is the author of The Decision Makeover. It's been available since September of this year, 2017. And if you're a business entrepreneur or executive making decisions, and also, as Mike says, on the personal side, there's a lot in this for you as well. We're going to take our first and only break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, I wonder if you could, you write about in the book that you discuss why we should focus on the five prime goals. I'd like you to talk about, you know, we have about 10 minutes on the other side, but I want to kind of have you highlight, you know, define what a prime goal is and then maybe talk about why they're important. Can we do that after the break, Mike? You bet. That sounds fine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in 30 seconds after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. 
Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this is Criminal Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. A great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. At the bottom of any page is the Join Our Mailing List box. Simply type in your email address and hit subscribe, and like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our great upcoming guests. All right, let's return to our interview with Mike Whitaker. He is the author of The Decision Makeover. Mike, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk about a prime goal and why it's critical, as you write in your book, for people to kind of be aware of those in the decision makeover process. Could you share that with us, please? Absolutely. In my research and personal experience working with successful people and then when I've not felt so successful, one of the things I pinpointed was success, it comes with more focus on less things. And specifically, the best coaches, the best in sports, for example, and the best CEOs, they may seem like they have a one-track mind, but what they really are is hyper-focused on fewer things. And I know as I leave the house every day that I've got a dozen things I'd like to advance today, improve, make happen. But prime goals, what I, what I propose in the book, is a process, identifying the five most important achievable milestones down, that are down the road. It could be a month, it could be a, six months, a year, five years, but five that are most important to me. But more importantly than the five, I ask you to pick one that you're going to label number one. And here's why, for your business or for your personal life. When you pick a number one goal, what you're doing is you're making that goal take precedence over all other decisions. So the meaning that any decision that comes at you, let's say, for example, you choose growth. I'm going to grow my business to, let's say, $2 million in sales this year from where it is now. So growth is your number one goal in the business. Then every decision you make from the capital you're going to raise to do it to hiring, whether you should advance the sales force forward and, and grow that or whatever, every decision you make is going to be about growth. No other decision is going to be allowed, no other, no other goal, excuse me, priority will be allowed to interfere with the number one goal. In the personal life, your prime goal may, needs to be your health, let's say. You know, you want to lose 25 pounds, and that's your prime goal. Fine. Every decision you make, what you eat, who you hang around with, your daily activity, your calendar, is all structured to achieve that number one goal. This methodology will nearly guarantee that you will hit the, hit the goal because We've been taught to compromise in society way too much, trying to make everybody happy. Well, business is not that friendly. You can't make everybody happy. You can't satisfy every goal. If, so the point is, if you prioritize the five, you've got your small roster, and there's a number one. And when you achieve one of them, you knock it down, and you put a new one in there. But that process of the decision makeover with the five prime goals and picking a number one is how successful people really get what they want achieved. And did you find this through uh, definite research or observation or a synthesis of kind of multiple strategies that gave you the content for the decision makeover? Uh, I would say it's a, it's a synthesis because I certainly did research and interview people, but I'm also a reader of, and, I, and, I, and a, a famous, you know, famous 
successful people. And I, you know, I played uh, I played uh, athletics and even in college played football, and I was exposed to some really good leaders. And uh, the thing is, you could tell that they had a prime goal. They had, and then they had a number one goal of their prime goals. And I see it in my own life. When I try to make everything important, nothing's important. So I've been testing decision-making for for years Uh is when I've I've set a number one goal, and every decision I make has to support that number one goal, and I've always achieved the number one goal. And so, and I I interview other people, too. How do you achieve? How do you? And I find the people that do it on a regular basis, and they're constantly rotating new goals in because they're achieving other goals, is because they're setting a priority. I think the people that try to get along with everybody and the people who try to make everything a little better every day, they may be great to work with, but they're not going to be good leaders so, because someone has got to have the number one goal in mind at the end of the day, every day. So this idea of incrementalism doesn't work for you. You need to be focused on the prime I goal. Would, well, I would tell you who has time, who has time for that. You okay. know, for example, let's talk about competitors in business. The competitor I'm competing with is the competitor that has identified my number one goal as his number or her number one goal. I'm not competing with the folks that have everything that's important. But the one I'm worried about is the person who's, named, who's thinking about what my number one pursuit is. You know, if you want to be a, the price leader, then your competition is the other guy thinks the price leader. If you want to have the best product, your competition is the same person at the side. point is, is if you don't focus, it's kind of like if you don't specialize, you get you're commoditized in goals the same way. If you don't specialize your focus, you're going to get a you're not going to get a, a focused result. You're going to get something generally. I ask people if you could say at the end of, you know end of your year, are you generally happy with your performance? Versus, I achieved the following things that were very very important to me. Mm-hmm. Boom boom boom. There's a huge difference in people's perspective, and that's a. And I'm not saying that it, there's any, there's perfection in this. There's failure all the time, but you try, you know, but the, but the goals it set, the prime goals set, identify number one, and then the book shows you how to approach decision making, left versus right, option A versus option B, and weighing consequences, all that stuff. But when you pick number one, you are more likely to be successful personally and lead your flock in a more successful way because they're looking to you as a leader to know what direction you should be going and what's most important. And when, like I said, when everything's important, you can might as well say nothing's important. I agree. We're talking with Mike Whitker, and he is the author of The Decision Makeover, An Intentional Approach to Living the Life You Want. We have about two minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And I found it interesting in, in the book, you talk about how you can, how a business executive, a person can be on a kind of on a decision streak where small decisions lead to bigger and bigger outcomes and, you know, you, you kind of see the effect of good choices multiply. Can you talk about, in the time that we have left, why it is important to recognize good decision-making momentum when it exists? Yeah, absolutely. The book, uh, Good to Great, years ago pointed this out. But if you start out, if you're the good leader, then your next great decision series is, of good decisions is who you hire, who you bring on your team. And then you decide which way the bus is going to go. Everyone's on the bus. Now where are we going? What strategy? And you pick some very focused uh, milestones. And so in, it's good to recognize momentum in that it feels good when you're going. And, you know, if you notice, you only, only when the brakes are hit hard, do you lurch forward and go, oh, I don't like that. So in business, decision strengths are when things are clicking, days are going good. You start saying, hey, I'm making some pretty good decisions. And 
in business, there's no better decision making really than the, the quality of the people you have helping you along the way because if they're really good hires, they're helping you make good decisions and you are getting great momentum. I find the, the least momentum happens for companies who do a really poor job of selection and they also wait way too long to, uh, to terminate and try again. So that's an example of momentum. So if someone would like to learn more about uh, you, buy the book, where, first of all, if they want to buy the book, where is it best for them to go? Online. Absolutely. It's on it's Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It might be in your Barnes & Noble store. Just look for the Decision Makeover online. There's some good reviews. I'm getting great feedback on it. MikeWhitaker.com is also where you can find links to where to buy the book. Can you spell your name, please? Yeah, M-I-K-E-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R, one T, dot com. Uh, there's there's my uh, more about me and uh, more about the book. And I'm just honored to have anyone dig into this because uh, people tell me it's changing their life in wow. business and uh, personally. So. Well, thank you for making a commitment to take time out of running two businesses to write the decision makeover, an intentional approach to living the life you want. I'd like to welcome you to the critical mass business community, and thank you for being a friend of the radio show and podcast. Very exciting. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good evening. You too. All right. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, waving his hand to me here in the studio, as well as our producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter. CEO Peer Groups is my handle. On, uh, let's see, LinkedIn? Sure. Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. My website is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.